0: Welcome back, Sean. Welcome back. Good to see everybody. Where did I go? (laughs) Away from Uh, the mic. We're not sure (laughs) sometimes where
1: you go. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. Today, we're talking about the new rules of retirement, because the one thing we know about life, guys, is that things change. I'm here with Rochelle Smith. She's the producer of this podcast. Sean Hongkamp, he is a CPA and an investment advisor representative. And then we've got Lauren Merkel. He is a certified financial planner. And we were chatting about change and things that have changed in our life and sean i loved your kind of addition to the conversation and it made me think of the phrase be kind rewind
2: yeah we used to you know when watching videos or watching movies we used to we used to have to drive to the store select you know peruse the large uh, footprint of the blockbuster stores and pick out what we wanted to watch and then drive them home watch them and if you didn't rewind them, an additional charge. <laughs> and growing up in the country, it was even a drive to go get these videos, right, for some of this entertainment. And then they would charge you for an extra, with an extra 99 cent fee.
1: How mad was your mom, Sean, when you didn't be kind and rewind?
2: That's right. If we didn't take the time to, to go ahead, now we were just increasing our cost of entertainment. It was not a welcome thing in the household.
1: Rochelle, what has changed? When you think about change and things that have changed, what comes to your mind? Uh, the phone book. I used to look up phone numbers in there oh, for yeah. like pizza places and whatnot, and now you don't. You, that thing was a wealth of knowledge back in the day. And now I get it and go, hmm, where can I recycle this? So. You'd be looking for people's teen lines, yes. right? Sometimes they'd list their, their main line and then the teen line. Mm. So it's kind of nice when you had a friend with a teen line. <laughs> I didn't get one of those. That's changed. No more phone books. I mean, they have them, but definitely not used, utilized in the way that we used oh, no. to. No. No. Mr. Merkel, Mr. Lauren Merkel, what's changed for you?
0: Sean was mentioning all that driving, so I was just thinking about the drive-in movie theaters. You know, so I went from drive-in movie theaters to cassette tapes to DVDs to online streaming, and guess what's coming back?
1: Uh drive-in theaters. Drive-in They're theaters. having a moment, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: it's coming all back. I remember uh, growing up as a kid, my mom and us would go to a drive-in just to date myself a little bit. <laughs> But it was fun. I mean, we'd go and hook the little thing on the window, the little speaker on the window, and watch a movie.
1: I think when COVID first started, I looked to see the closest drive in theater to us, and we had to go up near Okaboji, so about two hours from where I live. So mm-hmm. just something that we were wanting and, and it was in demand. Something else that has changed is retirement. I mean, Lauren, you said it a lot, but I think it's worth visiting again retiring used to be a lot simpler.
0: It used to be a lot simpler because it used to, you you didn't have to be in charge of saving all of your retirement resources. The corporations were uh, providing pensions. You usually work for a corporation almost your entire career. You would retire from that company and then they would supply you with a pension that would equate to somewhere around 66% or two thirds of of what you were making before. And then you had social security on top of that. Social security used to represent a a much healthier perspective. Percentage of your overall retirement income. Now it represents somewhere around 25, 30% of, of retirees income. So retirees today have a lot more responsibility to providing their income for the rest of their life, which means now their whole working career, their activities, their responsibilities are significantly different than people who were retiring in the 80s and 70s.
1: Yeah, Lauren mentioned the Social Security. Uh, we all were looking at an article about how retirement has changed in the last thirty years, and we'll link this uh, article in our show notes. But in 1985, Social Security was about 65 percent of income. Today, about 30, like Lauren said, in 1980, about 46 percent of the private sector had a pension. And guys, you both see it now. That's only about 19 percent of of the private sector, or 20 percent that's offered a pension. And then the, the life expectancy, Sean, life expectancy is really changing how people retire today.
2: Yeah, there's a much longer time frame. So it, back to Lauren's point, it just makes this more complex. It's more challenging. We have more variables that we need to factor in. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns. There is much more of a need to plan now than there was several years ago because of the, all the moving pieces that we need to put together as you build this retirement puzzle. I mean, we've said that before, but there's just a lot of moving parts.
0: Well, because of the increased life expectancy, what we find today is it's usually usually the last couple of years of one's life that cost them the most in retirement, because that's where they typically run into health health issues. And with healthcare technology today, we we can stay alive longer. It doesn't necessarily mean our quality of life is all that much better, and it cost us a lot from a healthcare standpoint with the uh, last 24, 48 months of our life. So we have to plan for that in order to be able to afford it, afford, afford the the care that we need, the, the care that we want. Um, and so that's a, that's a significant change, again, and and it, it's all about the habits and responsibilities that we have prior to getting there that uh, that have changed in order to allow us to do that.
1: Yeah, in 1985, men were expected to live about 14 years past retirement. By 2016, that number jumps up to 26 years past age 65. One of the old ways of thinking about paying taxes, Sean, you spend a lot of of your working years as a CPA and, and helping people do that, you know, year to year planning on taxes is defer, 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 pay the least amount you can each year.
2: Yeah, we have been talking about taxes a lot as we think about the new um, the new all-time highs we're hitting with the national deficit, um, the whole COVID thing, just changing our society. But um, yeah, taxes, again, we, we grow up being told uh, to defer, 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 make the current year the best situation we can, right? The lower your tax liability in the current year, the better off you are. But we've got to start looking at it li- a little differently. We're, there's no reason to only, or to wait, to do tax planning until you're starting to think more about retirement. It doesn't matter what age you are right now. In the current tax environment, we have low tax rates, and those expire in 2026. So the, the clock is ticking. It doesn't matter what, what age you are. So all of us should be thinking about do we need to be looking at taxes
0: differently? Well, the one thing that's constant is change. Things are constantly changing. And the old mantra, defer, 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 when you were saving in the 80s, that mantra made sense because tax the highest tax rate in the 80s was 70% and then it dropped down over just over 50%. So you were deferring paying taxes on money at maybe a 30%, 50%, 70% level, depending upon what your income was. And that has worked out because now tax rates are much higher. So if you deferred in the 80s, maybe in the 90s when tax rates were higher, and now you're taking it out or you're doing Roth conversion strategies when tax rates are lower, then you can kind of hit that perfectly. The key is, is that implementing strategies now where you can pay uh, the major you can take the, the majority of that money out, pay a lower tax rate on it prior to tax rates going back up, and that's what a lot of retirees, pre-retirees are struggling with today. Is that that defer, defer, defer mentality was ingrained in their minds, and so now it's a matter of of shifting that mindset to now. Okay, I'm gonna have to pay taxes on this money at some point. Let's pay taxes on it now, or as much as we can on it now while tax rates are lower because tax rates are going to go up and it could look very similar as to what the tax rates were in the 80s. And one big aspect of the defer was that most families would assume that they
2: will have lower income in retirement. And and I think back to we talked about some of the changes, maybe that was easier to define when we had a one pension and maybe social security you could quantify and say, well, this is these are our only sources of income. We know we're going to fall here, and that is projected to be less. Now, the new rules of retirement, we have multiple sources of income. Social Security, we know, increases um, depending on, you know, RMDs force you to take a certain level of income. We don't necessarily know how much or what level of, of taxable income we're going to have, and the other side of it is, I don't mean, you know, we don't meet with a lot of families that say, yes, I aspire to retire to a lower quality of life and I want lower income. So those that save well are going to be in a, in a strong position. Their incomes might be at similar levels, if not higher levels. And then we also talked about the whole, you know, the variability of the tax rates, you know, at a at same level of income, your tax rate could be much higher in future years. So again, it challenges that whole concept of defer, defer, defer.
0: Well, that's a really good point. And what those pension plans were called is defined benefits, which is exactly what you were saying, Sean. There was the benefit, the income benefit they were going to receive was extremely defined. They knew what they were going to receive when they retired at 65. So about half of the population had a private pension and then their, their social security made up about 67% of their income, that was the vast majority of their income. They knew what their Social Security payments were going to be. They knew what their pension payments were going to be. And then they could really accurately predict what their income and then their tax rates that they were going to pay on that income were going to be. And this is part of the challenge of retiring today is a lot of people don't have the pension. And Social Security represents a lot smaller amount of their lifestyle income. So now they have to deliver this other income from these other sources. And by the way, these other sources come with a lot more rules and regulations. Uh, One of the rules is on, on on your 401k plans and IRAs, you have to start taking this money out by 70 and a half, which just changed. So December, that rule changed, and now it's 72, right? All of this adds complexity. It adds challenges. You have to stay on top of it, and that's another thing that retirees, like my grandpa who retired in the mid-'80s, he didn't have to deal with that retirees today do.
1: And when we talk about some of the new rules, there's new ways for people to invest. And really the Roth IRA is still sort of new when it comes to retirement planning.
2: Yeah, the Roth 401k we know is only came around in the mid 2000s. I think 2006, um, the, the IRA was sometimes in, or sometime in the 90s. So again, that is new as well. So the option to not defer, that hasn't been around for you know all of history. So with anything that as it's new, it's going to take a while for people to start utilizing it more, understand where it fits in their picture. But uh, when it comes to your customized picture, your financial plan, you you have to be thinking differently. We can't just follow these general rules of thumb. There are uh, so many tax advantages or a high level of tax advantage aspects to the Roth vehicles. We want to start utilizing them when it makes most sense for your financial picture.
1: And Lauren, you find that, it, with a 401k, which is probably one of the most common uh, retirement savings vehicles that people are taking advantage of, they do have now the option to contribute Roth dollars. Are people taking advantage of that in in, in the way that you would typically advised?
0: Well, it's a slow transition. Most people do have access to the Roth 401k. Some people don't even know they have access to it though. And then some people who do know they have access to it. It's it's a hard, it's a hard transition because they're they're really forcing themselves to make a decision. I want to pay more taxes this year to sometime way down the road pay less in taxes, and way down the road pay less in taxes, they can't really visualize what that means. It's hard for them to quantify that, which means it's hard to make that decision to say, yes, I do want to pay more taxes this year than what I would otherwise have to. So, And that's part of the value of the planning. And the value of the planning is you can demonstrate to them in a very visual way way. If you don't pay taxes on your money now, and you allow it to continue to grow tax deferred, and here's the other monies that you have, which by the way, are predominantly also tax deferred assets that you will have to pay taxes on later down the road then this is what it would mean to you from a monetary standpoint. Versus if you choose to pay taxes on this part of your money now, allow it to grow tax-free for the rest of your life. And by the way, if you never use that money, it's going to pass on to your beneficiaries tax-free and it's gonna create tax diversification in your portfolio. So when it comes time for you to take income, you can take a little income from this, You can take a little income from this, and overall, it can decrease your lifetime retirement tax bill. And when they see that picture in that visual way, now it starts to sink in. So most people don't have access to that type of planning. Most people don't engage in that type of planning. So that transition from the pre-tax contributions to the Roth has been much slower than what it probably should have been, especially considering that taxes are on sale today.
2: And great point. There is a lot of challenge with the certainty of a negative by electing to pay more taxes in the current year for the perceived or uncertain future benefit. You know, we have that conversation a lot. We are, you know, we believe those are right financial decisions. And even when they're laid out in front of us, there is that still that challenge to, you know, pay more when you don't necessarily have to.
1: Today, we're talking about some of the old rules of retirement versus the new rules. One of the old rules is that you'll need to replace 80% of your income in retirement. Sean and Lauren, you guys find that that isn't true for everyone.
0: There's there's not a, a steadfast rule that is true for everyone. And and when, some, when you're talking about something that is so vital to a retiree, like their income, where are they going to take their income from at point of retirement? How much income they, can they deliver and still have a high level of confidence that they're not going to run out of this income before they run out of time? Let's not leave that. To to some kind of generality, some kind of general rule of thumb like you need 80% of your prior retirement income. And this is this is where the income planning becomes so vital to demonstrate here's what you can afford to receive from income at point of retirement. Here's how inflation is going to impact that income 10 years down the road. Here's where it's going to come from 15 years down the road. And by the way, You need to shore up your income sources because you may run out of income by the time you are 75 or 80, or you are on track. You're doing really well. You can retire and live on the income that you want with certainty and confidence. And here's a few tweaks that you can make along the way to make it better or or give you even more confidence. But just having that working knowledge of here's some things you can do to better it. Or here's some big things that you should look out for. Otherwise, you're going to run into a steam train 10 years down the road.
1: And Sean, when you talk about having your money last for 30 years, you can't have that conversation without thinking about the health care and the long-term care. That's part of what you help people build into their plans.
2: Yeah, the level of expenses that are you're going to have in retirement are going to vary. We, we talk about the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years, right? We're more in control in the go-go years. We hope our money's going on, vac- you know, being spent on vacations and enjoying children and grandchildren. Um, but you talk about health care, long-term care. That's an uncertainty. We don't know. We know it can get really expensive. So it can have a dramatic impact on the security of your retirement, um, just how sound you're going to be. You don't know if that's, if you're ever going to, as a couple or single, if you're ever going to incur long-term care expenses, or you may have 10, 15 years of long-term care expenses. It's such a uh, important variable that going back to the rule of 80%, it, we just don't know. Our families, I know the families we work with, when it comes to retirement, it's a very important you know, phase of life. They are looking for something a little more concrete than a general oh, 80%. I know that we don't do anything in our plans that we build and base it off of 80%. right? Every re- customized re- retirement plan that we build Is different. There's no single one that's the same. So we have to factor in all these variables. We can't simply go and say, all right, we want to shoot for 80% and that's going to work out
0: talking about the go-go the no-go and the slow go that's the go-go years that's exactly what it is i mean people people work for 40 years and they're finally to that point in time where they have this freedom of time they have this pent-up desire to go do the things that they have never really been able to do and even when they were able to take a week or two weeks off they always had in the back of their mind okay now i gotta go to back to work in 10 days i gotta go back to work in seven days right it just it just never ends so they go to these go-go years and now they have all this energy because now they have this time to do all the things that they want to do, but that costs money. And that's where the challenge comes into play because they need to, they, now they're feeling the pressure to be able to afford it, to do these things they want to do. And they're feeling pressured that they might be spending too much for the no-go years. So typically the spend looks like more money up front. Less money in the middle during the slow go because their energy and their motivation and that kind of stuff is slowing down, but they still have their health for the most part. And then the no-go years is when they really have very little energy to do anything and the health problems start to creep in. But because of the health problems creeping in, that is also going to cost them more money. So it's kind of like a, a an income sandwich, if you were, where, if you will, where they they have to have more money up front, they have to have more money in the back, and all of that is 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 what helps. All of that, the planning helps because it helps them identify here's where it's going to come from. Now none of that has anything to do with the eighty percent rule, and that's where the eighty percent rule fails. Is of your pre-retirement income doesn't necessarily take into account inflation, doesn't necessarily take into account the increased medical costs or the increased energy costs of doing all the things you've never been able to do before because now you have time. And that's why it has to be customized because everybody's life, everybody's goals and objectives are different and their health conditions are different as well.
1: Talking about the new rules of retirement and some of the old rules, the old rule was your beneficiaries can inherit your IRA and stretch out those payments over their lifetime. No longer the rule due to some legislative changes in the beginning of 2020. Lauren, what's the new rule?
0: The SECURE Act happened in December of 19, and it was big news. It was big news. Everybody was talking about it. We were talking about it. The news channels wanted to talk about it. And then COVID-19 hit, and now it's like nobody even, the SECURE Act doesn't even exist. But it has overreaching implications for your legacy transition. And a lot of the legacy planning, especially when it comes to your trust work, your revocable living trusts. Has to be updated since December of 2019 because we used to be able to create a stretch IRA where you pass away and now your kids, your grandkids, they could, they had to take out distributions from the IRA, but they could stretch those distributions out over the course of their lifetime based on their life expectancy, stretching out the tax bill on those pre tax IRAs. Now, your kids, your grandkids receive that money. They have to have it taken out of that IRA within a ten-year period of time, assuming their age of majority. So they have to have it out within a ten-year period of time, really decreasing the uh, the stretch impact, increasing most likely the tax bill that they're going to pay on your IRA. So the planning needs to be adjusted. We've had to get really creative with some of the techniques and the strategies. But the first, the first most important part is just awareness, awareness for you that there is probably some modifications that you'll need to make with your legacy plan. If one of your goals is to leave some or a lot of your portfolio to your kids, to your grandkids, or even if your goals are, I want to I have the most magical retirement I can, but if there's money left over, I want it to go in the most efficient and steadfast way.
2: And we talked about it earlier uh, the constant is right things change right so the, the legacy plan has changed it overlaps with the tax plan so we're in a very unique time in our world right now with this covid thing and businesses being shut down Is society feeling different this is an opportunity for all of us to learn right we should see that sometimes when we think we're in control we're not always in control right a small business owner being told that you can't operate now that has lots of impacts to you your you know, your, your mental health, your financial health, things like that. Now your legacy plan with the SECURE Act has been impacted and does look different. We would hope we would be in control of, hey, I, w- I worked my entire life, saved this money, invested well. I have money left over when I pass away. Ideally, I should just be able to pass this down to my family and, and then continue. The, they, they can make the, all these decisions. That's not the case, right? Now we've got a 10-year window, which is going to accelerate the tax bill due to the government, so, but again, the summary there: change is constant. The legacy plan is one of the is one of the guiding principles of having that comprehensive retirement plan it's something
0: we have to be thinking about. And these changes don't always have to be doom and gloom. I mean, the the looming tax law changes with the recent legacy planning changes with the SECURE Act, those can actually mesh really well together. If you are in the camp of you're afraid that your kids receive $500,000 lump sum, they're gonna go off and, and spend it on this these luxurious vacations and, and high dollar vehicles, and you don't wanna give them access to it right away, that, that type of mentality can work really well with your tax planning if you're doing Roth conversions and transitioning more of your pre-tax money to the Roth side. Because then you can put some restrictions on that Roth money so your kids don't have access to it all the way. In fact, you can almost mandate or you can mandate the tax free compounding of the Roth IRA for at least 10 years when you pass and then you can you can transition more of your pre tax IRAs to them systematically and almost immediately with n- no restrictions or you can you can donate your pre tax money to charities Because your kids are going to receive this other money that you want them to receive that's tax-free. Give the the pre-tax money to charities because the charities don't pay taxes on it as well. So it opens the door to a higher level of planning. Uh, You just need to take the steps, take the initiative to engage in that planning to make sure whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish can happen in the best way possible.
2: And, and, not, and not every family has a goal of leaving, of leaving loads of money to their children, right? A lot of people work hard for their money. They want their children and their future generations to continue to work hard. But the value of the planning, you don't have to have a goal of wanting to set up your children and hope they don't ever have to work hard. You just have to like leaving your money to, to them a little bit more than leaving that money to the government. So the planning can be very valuable from that standpoint.
1: And because of these legislative changes, you are having more conversations about how to utilize life insurance as a retirement planning tool.
0: With the SECURE Act, with the tax law changes of recent, as well as what we think is going to happen in the future, again, we have to get creative. And life insurance is an incredibly, can be an incredibly efficient legacy transfer vehicle from, it can also be a, an incredibly efficient tax planning vehicle. So if we if we take your goals And if one of your goals is to leave as much as you can of your resources, and then leave as much of your resources tax-free to your kids, to your grandkids. Well, immediately, that, that means that a life insurance conversation probably should be should be had. Doesn't mean it's right for you, but it, it does introduce that vehicle, that investment vehicle as an option for you to help you achieve those types of, of objectives. Um, there's Life insurance has changed substantially. Talk about changes. Life insurance has changed substantially over the last 30 years. And there's a lot of different types of insurance it, that can play really well into your long-term care risk need as well. So life insurance, long-term care is a hard thing to plan for because a lot of people don't don't like the idea of paying premiums on long-term care insurance for 30 years and maybe never even needing to use that insurance. And that's where uh, life insurance can work together with a long-term care rider. So if you need long-term care, it's there. But if you never need long-term care, then your families, your beneficiaries still receive proceeds from that policy in the form of tax-free death benefits. So it's another way that we have to get creative. We have to think outside the box. Uh, It can be an incredibly efficient way to transfer assets tax-free and balloon those benefits if it's applicable to you.
1: So I've only talked about today, really, guys, just a few of the aspects of retirement planning. There's a lot that goes into planning for 30 years of income and healthcare and meeting your retirement vision. So we go in depth more on our online workshops. Lauren, tell people a little bit about those complimentary workshops.
0: And there's different phases of retirement, so we've really we've really recognized that through the different types of online workshops that we've created. As an example, we have an online workshop that's specifically designed for those within 5 to 10 years of retiring. So they're not retired yet. Here's the types of Here's the types of planning that they should be engaging in. Here's the types of strategies that sh- they should be considering. Here's the here's the pitfalls that they should try to jump over. Uh, so it's all the things that pre-retirees should be considering as they're looking to make that transition into a time frame where they they may never have to work again, right? It's that permanent vacation. So we talk specifically about Social Security maximization strategies. We talk about tax planning strategies. We talk about uh, where your income planning strategies. Where you're going to get the income from. How much can you receive how do you make sure that it's going to last for as long as you're in retirement all those things that pre-retirees should be considering going into retirement
1: and then the other online workshop is boost your retirement if you're already retired it's not too late to to, to adjust the plan
2: yeah. The boost to your retirement is intended for those that are are already in retirement. It's not enough to just get to retirement. We talk about getting through retirement and, and just an unknown certain you know, amount of time frame. So how can we get better at what we're doing? Things constantly change. You don't simply create your retirement plan, lock it up and send you on your way to execute. We want to constantly be efficient with taxes. The legacy plan becomes more and more important as we get through retirement long-term care is more prevalent. We think more about it as we start getting through retirement. So the Boost Your Class, or boost your Retirement online workshop, we're, we're there to try to help educate you, um, continue to help you make smart decisions on your journey through retirement.
1: To sign up for those complimentary online workshops, go to merkleplan.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E plan.com. And we'll continue talking about all of the aspects of retirement on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkel Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. One of the old rules or things that I think people... One of the old rules is you'll need 80% of your income. You'll, hello, good day, goodbye, <laughs> uh, re- rewind, play.
0: <laughs> a little static on that tape. <laughs> <laughs> the tape got twisted a little fuzzy.
1: One of the old rules is that you'll need to replace 80% of your income in retirement. Guys, I don't know, don't subscribe to it. <laughs> is that the <laughs> best way to <laughs> <laughs> Ah!
0: Magazine subscriptions, that's changed. (coughs)
1: Uh, That was so 17 minutes ago.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm still thinking about things that changed. Yeah.